Who is planning to keep the pandemic going for 10 years, pushing new diseases if necessary? The globalists in the World Health Organization are preparing to unleash the next infectious diseases to keep the world under control at least until at least 2030. This is according to Marion Koopmans, a Dutch virologist who works with the WHO. She admitted during an interview that the organization has a 10-year plan supposedly to deal with the current Wuhan um, COVID-19 pandemic and expected a second pandemic. This has been the, in the Wu's 10-year plan for some time, said Koopmans. That plan says that there will be a major infectious disease crisis. Why does the WHO have a 10-year plan announcing 10 years of pandemics? How can they know? Asked David Sorensen in a video detailing evidence that the WHO is planning to keep the pandemic going until 2030. For context, Koopman is a former member of the WHO's first team to go to China to investigate the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. She was removed from the group following reports revealing her extensive ties to the Chinese Communist Party. Independent news site, the National Pulse, exposed Koopman's role as on a scientific advisory board for the Centers for Disease Control of Guangdong, China. She has advised the public, advised on the building of the laboratory capacity for emerging infectious disease detention in this region, detection in this region, and has ongoing research collaborations trying to unravel emergence and spread of viruses through the animal production chain in this region. Read a summary of her work with the Chinese-run body. Bill Gates has accumulated an additional $50 billion in wealth simply by distributing um, vaccines as part of the effort preparing the world to accept that the next pandemic is on its way. During an interview with the liberal comedian Stephen Colbert, Gates admitted that there will be a pandemic too once the world is no longer willing to go along with the restrictions put in place for the COVID pandemic, which he calls Pandemic 1. Most of the work we're going to do to be ready for Pandemic 2. I call this Pandemic 1. Most of the work we'll do to be ready that be ready for that there are also things we need to do to minimize the threat of bioterrorism, said Gates. In a separate interview, Gates and his ex-wife Melinda even admitted that the next pandemic will keep people's attention focused on the spreading disease. We'll have to prepare for the next for the next one. That will get the, the the attention this time, he said. Both he and Melinda were grinning and chuckling the whole time they were announcing the coming of the second pandemic. I got a question. Nobody was outraged when they were giggling. Nobody was outraged. Nobody was filled with um, frustration and anger calling for them to be arrested. Bill, I'm, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Gates has been preparing for the pandemic as early as 2018 when he said a global pandemic is on its way and that it could wipe out as many as 30 million people. Bill Gates is essentially the owner of the WHO, commented Sorensen. He added that thousands of physicians, physicians and scientists worldwide agree that the WHO and Gates engineering pandemic was planned with the purpose of increasing globalist control over the world and reducing the world population. More information, look into globalism news. Let's hear what these find with this uh, 
person has to say about the who's tenure plan. And, uh, you know, Stephen Colbert was just grinning like a clown. I don't, what is there to grin about? He's literally saying he's planning the next, the next one. What is there to grin about? We'll have to prepare for the next one. That, you know, I'd say is, uh, will get attention this time. You know, we'll have to prepare for the next one. That, you know, I'd say is, uh, will get attention this time. Who? Nobody's upset. Nobody is, you know, saying like, call the police. This dude's a criminal. Unless we take the action necessary and we build uh, again in a greener, more sustainable, more inclusive way, then we will end up having more and more pandemics. This is Prince Charles talking now. More and more disasters from ever, ever accelerating global warming and climate change. So then we will end up having more and more pandemics and more and more disasters.
wilderness. And if there's one message that I want to leave with you today based on my experience, and you'll see that in a moment, is that there is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak, but also there will be a surprise outbreak, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. What's looking like it will be a severe pandemic. Of what's looking like it will be a severe pandemic. Of what's looking like it will be a severe pandemic. And there are problems emerging that can only be solved by global business and governments working together.
why don't we blow the system up? I mean, obviously we can't just turn off the spigot on the system we have and then say, hey, everyone in the world should get this new vaccine we haven't given to anyone yet. Vaccine we haven't given to anyone yet. But there must be some way. There might be a need or even an urgent call for uh, an entity of excitement out there that's completely disruptive, uh, an entity of excitement out there that's completely disruptive, that's not beholden to bureaucratic strings and, and, and processes. But it is not too crazy to think that an outbreak of an, a novel avian virus could occur in, in China somewhere. We could get the RNA sequence from that, that an outbreak of an, a novel avian virus could occur in, in China somewhere. opportunity to do it right. I mean, day one is so important. Uh, in day one, you start your communication with the press, with the people, and, uh, and you have to do it right. I mean, you have to go for one voice, one message. You have to be omnipresent that first day or the first days so that you attract the media attention. Uh, you, you make an agreement with them that you will tell them all. And if they call, you will pick up the phone. When you do that, then you can profit from these early days to, uh, to get complete carpet coverage of the field. And they're not going to search for alternative voices there. And they're not going to search for alternative voices there. Uh, I used there Sir Donaldson's uh, quote where he said that in the UK, by the peak of the epidemic, 40 people would die uh, per day uh, at the end of the summer. Uh, so. 62 at that time million people in UK, 40 deaths a day. I worked it out for Belgium. That would be seven deaths a day at the peak of the epidemic. I used that in the media. Seven Belgian flu uh, deaths per, uh, per day at the peak of the epidemic would be realistic. That is true in every year, even in pandemically. That, that is very, very conservative. However, talking about fatalities is important because when you say that, people say, wow, what do you mean? People die because of influenza? And that was a necessary step to, uh, to take. And then, of course, a couple of days later, you had the first uh, H1N1 death in the country. And the scene was set and it was already talked about. And the scene was set and it was already talked about. And then you had to pick uh, who is going to be vaccinated first. And then, well, women and children first, whatever. I mean, the risk groups, they were important. And then I misused the, uh, the fact, and then I misused the, uh, the fact that the, uh, the top, top football soccer clubs in Belgium um, inappropriately uh, and against all uh, agreements vaccinated their, uh, they made their soccer players priority people. So I said, I can use that. Because if the, the population really believes that this, this vaccine is so desirable that even the soccer players would be dishonest to get their vaccine, uh, I, I said, okay, I can, I can play with that. So I made a big fuss about this. Can, I can play with that. So I made a big fuss about this. This is Van Ranst is, uh, is raving mad. Uh, <laughs> but, but it worked. But, but it worked.
Going into predictive programming now. They're explaining it. It prepares the public for future events through entertainment. This enables the public to accept what is about to happen. Two thousand three TV series Dead Zone showed a uh, Wuhan uh, a wovid pandemic. A virus, I think, some kind of disease. A, a virus, like, like what? Like SARS? I don't know. All I know is that it's highly infectious. It may be fatal. Right now, we could all be infected. We need to make sure that everybody that's inside stays inside. I'm going to get a few deputies on it. We'll call it a. Uh, a lockdown. Lockdown? No. No, you cannot lock the school doors. With- oh, this is for your family's safety. Maybe we should wear masks. I'm going to swab the inside of your mouth with this little Q-tip. Damn efficient airborne transmission. It causes high fever and respiratory distress. Whatever it is, it originated in China. I'm authorizing a quarantine on everyone who's come in contact with a symptomatic person. This is your virus. I'm sorry, but there's no cure for that. Chloroquine, that's an anti-malarial drug. No. Listen, it suppresses the enzymes. Welcome back, you damn fool. We started everyone on chloroquine, stopped the thing dead in its tracks. Okay, here's another example of how the public was prepared. I wish I wasn't afraid all the time, but I am. Two thousand six movie was released called V for Vendetta. Showed the rise of a totalitarian dictatorship.
They've been censoring uh, physicians and scientists worldwide. That's what they've been doing. Doctors have been fired. Nurses have been fired because they wouldn't go along with their plan. In 2017 and 2018, hundreds of millions of uh, these test kits for Wolvid were distributed worldwide. In 2017, Fauci guaranteed a surprise outbreak to occur within the next four years. Months before the outbreak, Fauci already had a Jim Jones juice, I'll say that, the solution already ready. Months before the pandemic, a panel had the, a panel discussed the need for a global disruptive event to make the world willingly accept the experimental solution. In 2017, Melinda Gates said a bioterrorism attack would occur in the coming years. Twenty seventeen futuristic scenario from John Hopkins University predicted a COVID pandemic. Four months before the COVID pandemic, Bill Gates practiced for a COVID pandemic. Five months before the COVID pandemic, Australia published a COVID pandemic guide. Five months before. Wow. Six months before the pandemic, the Global Vaccination Summit prepared to vaccinate the entire world.
thousands of physicians and scientists worldwide say the pandemics are planned. For the purpose of control and reducing the population. If you look behind the curtains, you see, okay. Medical conference is 600 Spanish physicians. This medical story with COVID-19, we have the medical facts. It's scam. It's fake. So we need to ask who gets the benefit out of this and who has got the power to create this fake. Well, and the target, this are you, you, the citizens, you and the economy. It's about the economy. So COVID-19 seems to be just the cover story. According to the Australian government, COVID restrictions are part of the new world order. With unprecedented surveillance and tyranny. And never ending vaccine mandates. Um, we will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order. And yes, it will be pubs and clubs and other things if we have a positive case there. Today is the first full day of the new world order. Outdoor gatherings are limited to two people. Exercise is allowed, but no further than a 10-kilometre radius from your home. Browsing in shops is not permitted. Only one person per household may leave to do essential shopping. And from tomorrow, funerals are limited to 10 people. So you can expect that we will have transmission uh, from time to time, and that's just the way it is. We've got to accept that this is the new world order. We've got to accept that this is the new world order. The new world order, our army comes marching in, partnering with police to help enforce the country's tough new quarantine laws. And also the new world order that will come into force at 12 p.m. at midnight tonight. New restrictions on various businesses, Davidus. We need to get used to being vaccinated with COVID vaccines for the future. I want to be straight with you. There will be no return to the old normal for the foreseeable future. I repeat, there will be no return to the old normal for the foreseeable future. So people assume uh, we are just going back uh, to the good old world which we had um, and everything will be normal again in how we are used to normal in the old fashion. has got the power to create this fake. Well, and the target, 
These are you. You, the citizens, you, and the economy. It's about the economy. So COVID-19 seems to be just the cover story. Unprecedented surveillance and tyranny, and never-ending vaccine mandates. Um, we will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order. And yes, it will be pubs and clubs and other things if we have a positive case there. Today is the first full day of the new world order. Outdoor gatherings are limited to two people. Exercise is allowed, but no further than a 10-kilometre radius from your home. Browsing in shops is not permitted. Only one person per household may leave to do essential shopping. And from tomorrow, funerals are limited to 10 people. So you can expect that we will have transmission uh, from time to time, and that's just the way it is. We've got to accept that this is the new world order. We've got to accept that this is the new world order. The new world order, our army comes marching in, partnering with police to help enforce the country's tough new quarantine laws. And also the new world order that will come into force at 12 p.m. at midnight tonight. New restrictions on various businesses, Davidus. We need to get used to being vaccinated with COVID vaccines for the future. I want to be straight with you. There will be no return to the old normal for the foreseeable future. I repeat, there will be no return to the old normal for the foreseeable future. So people assume uh, we are just going back uh, to the good old world which we had um, and everything. This is Klaus Schwab talking at the uh, World Economic Forum. It will be normal again in how we are used to normal in the old fashion. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. A vaccine on its own will not end the pandemic. Surveillance will need to continue. People will still need to be tested, isolated, and cared for. Contacts will still need to be traced and quarantined. And that's just the way it is. We've got to accept that this is the new world order. I'm Dr. Simone Gold. I'm a board-certified emergency physician and the founder of America's Frontline Doctors. I'm also Stanford University educated attorney, and we've come back with some of my group for the second White Coat Summit. We're here to speak to America just like we did on July 27th. At that time, we brought the American people truth and hope and optimism, and we're here to give you more truth and more reasons to be optimistic and to not live in fear. There continues to be a great deal of disinformation and outright censorship. Since our summit, the censorship unfortunately has gotten worse. Because of that, we've established a website, America's Frontline Doctors, where you can find the truth, where the truth is not censored. We have contact with 87,000 nurses 
that do not want the vaccine. There's no reason for panic. Also in the medical practice, there's no reason for panic. The panic is created by these false positive PCR tests. Uh, 89% until 94% of those PCR tests are false positive. They don't test for the COVID-19 and also uh, the rest is false negative. So we have to look at clinics. We have to start looking at the clinic. Medical doctors have to stop looking at those tests. That's very important. Let's go back to the clinics and to the facts. My name is Professor Dolores Cahill, and it is my great honor to inform you that we have founded the World Freedom Alliance. And this aims and will be a worldwide organization linking groups in all continents of the world and in individual countries. Uh, we have a group of in 20 countries, it's called comusaf.com. So it is, uh, there are more than 4,000 doctors using it in more than 22 countries, uh, to say exactly now. Well, the lawyer group is getting very big. We have even a commissioner of the human rights, uh, doctor, uh, doctors insights uh, that are from the human rights commission yeah. and uh, professors from universities of international law. So there are very high uh, class ones and it would be great to have more lawyers in there as, as well as doctors. So any doctor and any lawyer is welcome. That's basically it. That is basically it for now. All right. <laughs>